Welcome back to Nostalgia Entertainment System, the podcast about remembering things. It's me, Josh. And also Paul. Paul, who is on his phone. I was texting. I didn't know we were <laughs> going to start right away. I said I, <laughs> I said I were starting. I'm going to record the room and then we'll begin. Yeah, well, I thought I had enough time. Uh, you certainly didn't. I did. I finished my text and oh. I still got to answer the question <laughs> in time. <laughs> <laughs> I just burped into the mic. I'm, too. Not, I'm not cutting off, that. Off to a very professional start here, guys. That's how we strive that here. Is, that's how it is over here. Nostalgia <laughs> Entertainment System. The best podcast in the world. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> we, okay. we should change our tagline to that. Okay, I'm down. <laughs> I hope I remember next time. Well, yeah, put a little editing note right here. I guess you just did because you said it. That's true. Well... I'm not okay. That's whatever. a note. Clap. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're and we're here once again with a guest, and I'm hope I'm saying this right. From animal, anom, anomal. I've never An- okay. Anomal, anomal press. press. It's it's a play on because I do a lot of critters, animals, if you will, and uh, I like weird things. And I I don't know how I stumbled upon it, but it's the root word of anomaly, which is actually a word. Anomal is a word. Oh. It just means like outside of or beyond or the other. Okay. So it's kind of like a play on those two things. All right. I kind of want it to be like animal press, but it's anomal press. Well, perfect. From anomal press, it's David Lusk. Hi. Hello. Welcome to the show. I'm glad to be here, guys. What a clever name. I'm That's... Honestly, a really great name for your work. Thanks. Yeah, it took me like 10 years to come up with something like that, so I was pretty happy. When it's, a, it's a good, clever name. I've been saying it in my head, anomal, for a long time. I think that works. And there's something about saying it that way. I'm just like, that's just a fun, like, anomal press. That's just like, it's got a nice cadence to it. Right. And I'm just like, I'll just like be sitting around thinking just like, anomal press, anomal press. That's... It, it just also, sounds cool as hell. Like, I can't say that I planned it, but it starts with an A, so when I'm on any of the, like, show post posters oh, and stuff, it's hey, often, like, you're at the, the top. top of the list just because <laughs> it's, like, one, alphabetical, baby. you know? <laughs> Put a period yeah. or an underscore right in front of there, and you'll really shoot to the top. <laughs> yeah, I, I was reading about some tech companies that I think Apple did that. That was part of the reason that, like, oh, huh. they were Apple was, like, because they wanted to be listed first. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. There's like a bunch of other companies. I think like Activision and like a bunch Mm. of those other game companies are actually like vying for some sort of like a spot in the phone book, which is funny now because who uses a phone book? (laughs) I actually still do use phone books in in my uh, printmaking process to clean the ink up. (laughs) Yeah, true. Not (laughs) just like, well, look, there's a phone number for Shirley. (laughs) (laughs) Shirley. It is weird that like it was just like a book of like, everybody's phone number. You just had to know their name and then you could find yeah. it. Yeah. It's it's weird. Like you, you were given a book with everyone's like personal information. Here is their name 
their phone number and sometimes their address. Yeah. It was like, oh, that's so weird. Mm -hmm. I remember as a kid, you guys probably do too, but like if you had a friend from school and you didn't remember to ask them for like their phone number or something when you were with them, sometimes you would like look up their, you'd try to find out their parents' last name or like see if their last name had more than one option in the phone book. And then sometimes you just have to call up and be like, so-and-so live here? Nope. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's a gamble every single time, even mm-hmm. when it's like, okay, cool. Like I know this is their parents' name, but like they just got a new phone number or something. But, like it was never updated. And it's like, all right. I'm going to call this person like, hello, is so-and-so there? And I'm like, no, that that's not this. It's like, what the fuck? This is the phone number with their parents' name in the phone book. What the hell is going on here? <laughs> Josh, that was the friend that you were trying to reach. They just didn't want to talk to you. Oh, God damn it. I never I never put that together. <laughs> yeah, I, I can only remember like one actual number and it was from, it was like my best friend in, in like grade school. Wow. I remember. And it's funny because his name's his last name was Johnson. So I'm just imagining going to the phone book and trying to find a John, the John, proper Johnson. All right, it's a good Johnson. thing I memorized that number. Oh, you gotta, Stevie, if you're listening, uh, I wonder how you're doing, buddy. <laughs> Seriously, you, hit me you up. Can call us in. It's been call like in twenty here. years. Twenty years. Yeah. Was it, did you grow up in Missoula? Um, I grew up like all over kind of western montana so i spent some time mm. in the bitterroot when i was younger and then moved up to like the swan and lived in cd lake for some of my grade school years and then uh moved to uh Kalispell for a little bit while and then wound up in missoula in middle school oh okay I've kind of been here ever since so yeah around missoula around around in the missoula state, around town yeah yeah, just just our, the local local six hundred mile radius around. <laughs> yeah, and that's around. You know, it, it, is. it really does feel kind of like all not like the same place, but it doesn't feel. I feel like it doesn't really feel like you really left this area. I guess if that yeah, makes sense no, in that like, area, culturally doesn't change much from like the bottom of the Bitterroot Valley to the top of the Flathead Valley. It's yeah. like kind of just exactly the same. Yeah, like this I feel like this whole state is like that. Yeah. Like you can find you can get get your your Lucky Lil's casino burger fix <laughs> anywhere you go. Yep. You know, which is great for me cuz I got to go to one every 4 hours. <laughs> and I can no matter what. <laughs> That's true anywhere in the state. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be a Lucky Lil's around that corner. Or Diamond Gems. Yeah, is that a, like a Montana thing? Or is, is it's that... got to be. I feel like it there's feels... no other, like, casinos don't exist in gas stations in other states, right? I I don't know. And I, I might like... just be ignorant because I spend all my time here, but it seems like such a Montana thing, like the casino, gas station, like diner Yeah, like thing. it's so commonplace here, but I feel like that is uncommon. People definitely comment on it. Like, I've had some friends come in from out of state, and they're like, there are so many casinos here, and I, I don't even see them anymore. Like, Yeah, I, I don't. They're just yeah. everywhere, mm-hmm. I feel like. They're, they're just a normal part of things. But, yeah, I guess maybe that's weird. Yeah, I don't know. Like, other places will have, like, a combination Taco Bell Pizza Hut, but we'll have the combination Town Pump Lucky Lil's. <laughs> or, Which is even better. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's what it's like here. Huh? Yeah. Paul, I was going to ask, do you remember any of your childhood friends' phone numbers to this day? I do. I remember, well, yes, I well, kind of, in that I remember some phone numbers, but I don't know if I could tell you who they went to. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. But uh, I think I remember uh, Brendan Casey's phone number because I, I used to call him. I'm sure I've told this story before, but it's kind of funny because it's, it's pretty dumb. Uh, we used to walk to school together every day. And for years, I would call him up before I was about to leave and be like, you want to walk to school today? And he'd be like, yes. And after like two years of doing that, <laughs> both of our dads, I don't know if they talked to each other or came up with this independently, but they were like, why don't you guys just call each other if you're not going to walk to school? <laughs> and then you don't have to be ringing the phone at 730 in the morning every day. And so we did that and it worked even better. Yeah. But yeah, so I would remember his was, I'm not going to say it because it might still be his parents' phone number, but. <laughs> it was like something 5555. It's a, what's like the Hollywood number that they use for everything? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's five, 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 something. And five, whatever five, else. Five, 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 five. Five, 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 four, seven, five, oh. Wow. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But, yeah, I remember those ones. After, I think, eighth grade, my friend got a cell phone. And then, oh, and I got a cell phone that summer, too. Wow, so that's when I grade. yeah started forgetting mm. them. I got my dead grandpa's cell phone. <laughs> Wow. Is that the same one you got the mattress from? Uh, Yes. Wow. You inherited so much from him. I really did. And that painting? No, that's that's my great grandpa. Oh, Which granted he did die and I did get that, but it's (laughs) a different scenario. Mm, Interesting. And also it's a charcoal drawing, Josh, not a painting. Eh, It's all the same to me. I know. <laughs> it's old artwork. <laughs> it's, uh, whatever. It's, it's old all artwork. It's if all you the same cared way. about my great grandpa, you'd know what it was. I don't. Yeah. No. <laughs> to both. <laughs> um, yeah. It's it's interesting now that like I don't know I don't know anyone's phone. I know I know my girlfriend's phone number. That's I it. I would be hard. I could remember it. Don't please don't ask me because I'm not gonna tell you and it's gonna make me anxious. But I think I have a hard time even remembering Sam's phone number which is bad i made a point to just like i i don't this is the only phone number that i need to memorize and like i haven't memorized a phone number in so long because i haven't needed to right you just just don't need to anymore you just type Mm -hmm. in a name and there's the phone number it's like well this is this is like an emergency thing so like i'm gonna take the time to like try and remember the string of numbers and it's like okay well these numbers for her phone number it's really easy for me because there are certain parts of her phone number that I can associate to other things where it's like, okay, these three numbers are like the numbers that are like, that I'm used to in like Montana. Mm-hmm. Like she has, but she has a non-Montana phone number, but it's like, anyway, some of these numbers, numbers match up with what I'm familiar with. And then like part of these other numbers match up with other numbers that I'm familiar with. So as long as I can kind of like remember that. That, that these are familiar to me, that it made it easy to remember the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I know I know what you mean, but I like to imagine, like, there's, like, some numbers that you're not familiar with. Like, you see an eight, and you're like, what the hell is this? I don't know what this is. It's like two circles. What if you just forgot one number? <laughs> like, you just had, like, weird amnesia where you just forgot one number. You're like, what the fuck? What this is doesn't it? make sense to me. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I kind of feel like what? that every day with how my brain works. Uh, <laughs> but... This curve with a circle looks really familiar to me, but I don't know why. What is that, an upside down nine? (laughs) What the fuck is this? That would be very strange. Because, of course, to you, it would just be like somebody just added a made-up number. Oh, man. This is really tripping me out, you guys. Yeah, it was actually, like, Blue has this little, uh, it's like a puzzle where there's, like, two pieces. 
of wood and then there's like a puzzle like they fit together like a puzzle piece mm-hmm. and then there's like a number on one side and then like the number of whatever like basketballs and I'm like trying to play it with her today and she she kind she can get up to like five so like she kind of understands that but mm-hmm. like trying to get her to understand like the shape of a number having meaning outside of what it is is fucking a trip man oh yeah it's like numbers are just these abstract mm-hmm. shapes that have all this like meaning that we've associated with them and trying to teach a kid that is just like yeah yeah it's crazy difficult. like i don't remember i don't remember learning numbers or how to read i still haven't learned and it's numbers. just <laughs> <laughs> you still don't know what that curve with the, with the circle at the bottom is <laughs> reading easy numbers uh not so much yeah but uh, we're here. We're here to talk Nintendo games. But before we get into that, um, Dave, we were talking last week just in general about stuff, and video games came up. Yeah, and it's something that like, it's it's, I don't quite know how to put this. The like, the way that you you carry yourself and the kind of art that you make does not lead me to assume that you have played all of the Dark Souls games. <laughs> well. We'll, we'll put it that way. Like, when I learned that, like, oh, you play a lot of video games. Like, oh, you have a PS5. That all threw me for a loop. I was like, oh, shit. That's cool as hell. And it's not something that I would have expected. Not, I don't know you too well, but it's like, oh, well, that's it's just it's fun knowledge. Yeah. Um, so I'm I, curious, just like, you know, your general broad history with video games, what you're playing now. Um, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I moved to Montana when I was, like, two. And my family, we, we moved out to Clinton. Like Clinton is is kind of in the middle of nowhere. It still is. Mm-hmm. I can remember getting the the fucking dunce cap on my head when I was in kindergarten. <laughs> what did they? Wait, yeah, they literally I, did that. A they real literally dunce did cap? that. Oh my god! And like, it's one of the weirdest memories I've had. But that fucking school. I don't know if they've remodeled it now, but back in like nineteen ninety, like nineteen ninety or whenever the the hell that was, two or whatever. It was like a one room classroom, and I can remember they had like the blackboard with like the chalk holder, you know, that you put the chalk in to like make the lines. Oh, yeah. So you can like write the letters, practice the letters on them. Yeah. And I can remember like who, I don't know what I did, but being in the corner and having the dunce cap on. Jesus Christ. That's wild. And then I can also remember this super delicious raspberry bush that was out in the <laughs> So they made it all that's worth a, it. That's a tangent. <laughs> this is all a tangent. Um, so yeah, I moved to Clinton and my family was pretty like low income and the connection was that my stepdad's mom was like for some reason loved video games. Like my grandma loved video games. Whoa. Whoa. And uh, like she had like... You know, like the whole like gridded out notebook of like the original like Legend of Zelda whoa, and like Super Metroid, what? where she'd like made the fucking map and like made like, the notations in like a notebook. Ooh, cool you as know? hell, which is super cool. So yeah, I I was fortunate enough to just have access to like a Super Nintendo pretty early on. Um, and I had a couple older brothers, so I was like watching them play like Mario and and like Street Fighter and stuff, and and uh, so it's kind of always around. And, oh, that's super cool. Yeah, and uh, I continued living into poverty, but my grandma would just send us like the new system. It was fucking rad. Um, yeah, she was a cool lady. Man, that's cool grandma as hell. Millie. <laughs> 
Shout did she just send them to you when she was done with it? She's like, oh, I'm I bored think with so. This. Yeah, <laughs> I think she would. Like, she she got done with Super Metroid and sent it on over to us, and that's. I think that is how it kind of worked. Wow, that's really what a crazy awesome. thought that you got grandma's hand me down video I games. I know <laughs> it's pretty weird, actually. And she was like, like that side of like my stepdad. His family came from like big like dairy farming money mm-hmm. so she was like living out in like the cow shit smelling dregs of california you know like the central valley and mm-hmm. so it's probably weird that she was even playing them i mean already a, yeah. you know a person back in like the 90s like an old woman playing video games to that degree but she also like lived on a farm which was wow cool. crazy did she keep that trend up or did she just kind of like fall off? At some no, point? yeah, she she like I think played all the way up to like into the '64 era. Wow, um, crazy. Yeah, I kind of like f- lost sort of like up close contact with her because my parents split when I was in like middle school. So, mm-hmm. but I know, yeah, she was probably gaming to her to the end, swearing wow. at kids She's on still Xbox Live up there and. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's really um, funny. Yeah, so that that was how I, I got introduced. And then just, like, living in nowhere in Montana, like, it's pretty easy to just, like, spend all your time playing video games. And mm-hmm. uh, my parents, like, we never did any, like, extracurricular stuff through, like, school or anything like that. So it was just, like, I would just come home and, like, play video games and then just, like, go out and to the woods and, and draw when I wasn't doing that and... uh I think like my love for video games and my love for art actually have a pretty close tie. Like I was drawing a lot of like fantasy, you know, shit up until to like high school when I started doing the fine art. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of like giant mech suit robots and and uh, and like like space dinosaurs and shit like that. Like I had a lot of like imaginative fantasy sort of worlds that I'd created for in myself and in my notebooks and stuff. And video games were definitely a big inspiration to that. And yeah, as I got older and in high school, I think, I don't know what happened. I, I think I left Montana and then I realized like this place is really cool and uh, began to become inspired by sort of nature and stuff. And you wouldn't see my art and think that maybe I was into the like, I'm kind of like a secret nerd a little bit. <laughs> if you asked me, I'd be stoked to tell you. But yeah, you, maybe you wouldn't know just by looking at me. Like if you unbuttoned your shirt right now, you'd have like Mario on the <laughs> just a Triforce on my chest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like maybe I'm similar in a similar way with like why I like art or like why I like to draw. Part of it is because my dad is an artist too. He was a bronze sculptor for a long time. Oh, that's cool. Um, And he did like a bunch of like paintings and pen. So I was always like surrounded by like art when I was growing up. But then like, you know, you get a video game, you flip through the instruction manuals, there's like drawings and illustrations in there yeah. and all this stuff. Or it's like, you know, you're with video games in particular, you're like, you're just always looking at cool stuff, you know? Yeah. I feel like it's so many cool different styles too. Mm-hmm. Like every game had a different cool 
style and like, oh my God, being like a kid in middle of nowhere, Montana, like just like Japanese culture was fucking mind blowing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's so cool. And yeah, yeah I had sure. like Nintendo power subscription. Oh, hell yeah. For like ever until the, like the end. And mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. And those, like those gaming magazines were super inspiring to my, like my whole oh, yeah. artistic identity. Mm-hmm. Like I would just like steal my older brother's magazines and he'd get pissed and try to beat me up for it. <laughs> but, like steal his magazines and just like open them up and try to draw like the characters and stuff that would be in those magazines. Yeah. I definitely did that. I'm just like, oh, like it's, just, it, it's, they're just fun collections. Like, especially when you're a kid, it's like, I, I would, I would only, re- I remember like reading the articles when Twilight Princess was coming out and I was like, fuck, there's a new Zelda. And when I was old enough to like realize that I liked the, like, I liked the franchise and I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like old enough to be excited that something new is coming out. So I remember just like during that time, whenever there would be like a new magazine that had it on the car, I was like, mom, will you buy me this, will you buy me this magazine? And those would be like the only articles that I read. Aside from that, it's just like collections of pictures to look at. Yeah, totally. I remember my my uh, desk in, in like sixth grade, I would just like cut out the coolest stuff out of those magazines. And I had like this running collage on my desk. And by the end of the year, it had taken up like the entire desk. And I actually like got in trouble for it because like that's what you do in, when you – a student at Sea Lake Elementary School <laughs> in the fucking nineties is that they get mad at you for having fun. <laughs> but uh <laughs> and they like went and like showed me like the price of a desk. And I'm like, Wait, what? And then they made me like take the thing off. And I remember like I don't know, I like worked the collage out from the side and like peeled the entire thing off my desk and it was like a solid like <laughs> piece of 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 like an object of like hundreds of these like you know pictures of these video game magazines that I That's cut fun. out and pasted in my desk. Just like all put together with like Tape, yeah, with tape, just with scotch tape. So if you imagine, like, <laughs> oh, that's not even that bad. I feel like, they, no, yeah, like it's not. It didn't harm the I, desk at all. So many like, desks when I was like in elementary school were just like carved to shit, yeah, right? Some, be like dirty that, words and like if, shit drawn on there. If nothing else, that tape provides a smoother writing surface. If you had an already fucked up desk, and you know, like I wasn't a, even. I didn't carve desks. But I like literally carve wood for a living now. So like <laughs> it's kind of funny. Like, <laughs> like don't carve the desk that you didn't carve. <laughs> it's gotta get you nowhere in life. Yeah, whatever. I'm actually carving wood for a living. It's basically <laughs> the same thing. Like, and you're still doing things like just like writing like shit and drawing dicks yeah. too, right? Like, <laughs> what do you what do you play in what do you play in nowadays? I'm currently Got on the Elden Ring train, which is Ooh. actually like I don't do the hype thing. I normally wait at least a year nowadays for a game to like mature a little mm-hmm. bit because companies can't fucking put games out there. <laughs> they can't finish a game more, <laughs> um, which I think is just a problem with like the whole consumer culture and stuff. But mm-hmm. I jumped on that hype train and it's been awesome, dude. That game it's is so fun. I, I think. I haven't played it that much. Um, I've put like maybe twenty five hours into it. That game is fun. It's good. Yeah, oh, it's, it's such great. A, what an interesting world to be in. And like, I'm very bad at Souls games. Um, 
and it's like it there it's I don't want to say it's easy because I've fucking died a ton of times but like the the barrier to entry I feel like has just been lowered a little bit yeah you know, there's there's definitely there's more to do there's more to do if like um there's I'm like I'm not frustrated because I can't proceed because I can just turn around and go somewhere yeah. I I did like you know it's like I, I spent two hours fighting the tree sentinel and it didn't frustrate me because it was optional, right? right. Like it's not blocking my progress forward. So to me, it was just like, like I got like the fun challenge out of it, of like grinding out that boss. Um, and like, it's, 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 it's just fun. Like it's, it is pure fun to be in. Yeah. I think just from like, you know, a design perspective, if you get really into the way that that uh, Miyazaki, what's his name, right? The guy mm-hmm. that designed it. it, it like it's just genius. Like he's managed to keep keep the the like heart and soul of his formula that he created, and it's still super hard and difficult and challenging if you want it to be. But he's like made it accessible to people that that normally couldn't play mm-hmm. those games, just in like the freedom of how the game operates. Like you can choose not to do that. And yeah, it's really, Mm -hmm. I'm super impressed. Like lowering the floor to like let more people in doesn't change like the skill ceiling. He didn't like, you can't just put it on easy mode, Yeah, but you can progress through the game in a way that allows you to play it easier. There's definitely something about like the very beginning of the game when you first like, you know, you go through like a little tutorial dungeon and then you like walk through the fog like, oh, fuck, there's a boss already. And then he goes down super easy and you're not frustrated because like, well, fuck, first boss. I'm, you know, it's like I, I remember playing Bloodborne for the first time and I'm kind of replaying it now. And it's like you get to the first boss and it's like, fuck, I, it's been I'm I'm going to do this again tomorrow. Yeah. Right. It's like it's frustrating and it's taking me days just to get past the first boss. And I was just like, I know he's a weak guy, but it's like, there's something psychological about, oh, first boss. Oh, I did it. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. you know, something, something, there, there's something psychological about that where like, it, it makes everything else more enjoyable. Totally. Yeah. So yeah, I'm currently, currently in the hype, on the hype train, which is fun. It's good. Paul, you playing any video games? Uh, no, not right now. <laughs> I, I'm not much of a video game guy. Um, but I did want to say, um, I, you are the, I think the, the only other person I know now who has ever said this, but my grandma, um, and her partner, they would play Nintendo together and like in the nineties, like cool. just like two, I think they were probably in their seventies then or something like that, but they, they wouldn't go like super hard. They would play Tetris and Mario and that was about it. And I like we they would not let us take the Nintendo Star House like that. <laughs> yeah. like, no, these are for grandma. Like, like we're not we're going to be playing those tonight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we got a wild night of Tetris. I <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, mean, Tetris is Tetris is a good game. That it's is a, a very game. good game. Uh, they also had uh, in their basement, they had a Miss Pac-Man machine, Ooh, like a big dude. old cabinet thing, which was so cool. And I was just like, I definitely didn't utilize it enough as a kid. Like I wish I had played it more because now I feel like I'd be a lot better at Pac-Man. But man, my which is a was, life skill, by the way. Oh, it really to be is. Good at Pac-Man. But yeah. yeah, my grandma was so good at at Pac-Man. Like she would just like go just like mop the floor with me whenever we played. 
and I would ask her to like beat levels for me and stuff. And then she'd be like, mm, I'm just going to keep playing actually. So you can sit <laughs> down, Paul, do some laundry or something. <laughs> That's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave, you are, to my knowledge, unless someone's keeping it a secret from us, you are, I believe the first parent we have ever had on this show. Oh yeah. Ooh. I'm curious. And we've, you know, we've, we've talked about a little bit, but I'm curious, like, what your relationship with video games is now that you have a daughter. Yeah, it's uh it's interesting. Like Blue, you know, has watched me play a lot of games. Like I was stuck with her as soon as she learned how to walk, it was lockdown, pandemic. Oh so yeah. so like the first like or like second year of her life was was like total lockdown. So I just played a, like a ton of video games. And uh yeah, she mostly just watched me, you know, and I have to play stuff that like wasn't too scary. Mm-hmm. And uh, a few times last week, she she like come out of the the room, and I have these, I got these headphones, <laughs> so I'm like playing Elden Ring, and and I just hear, "I love you," and I look around, and she's just sitting there watching me. I'm like, dude, you cannot be watching. This is scary, and she's like. Daddy, this is a scary game. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's a scary game. So she like knows and she'll like, you know, it's it's funny. She she like she knows how to use the controller and stuff too, which is Oh, crazy. Weird. Like she can like pick up the controller and and like she she'll get on like turn it on, turn on the TV and um but uh I got a uh one of those like Super Nintendo classics a few years ago mm-hmm. cuz my partner Sam played Lion King. Like that was what she played with her dad on Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Oh nice. So I got one of those some years ago and like hacked it <laughs> for her and like put Lion King in a bunch of stuff. So we have like I have this Super Nintendo Mini, which is rad because it's like the same controllers and stuff. And then it has like every best Super Nintendo game that they ever put out on it. Oh that's awesome. I put like 90 games on it or something. And uh, I'll be I've taken that out out a few times. I think what it first started, I went to Best Buy. I don't know what for, like maybe three months ago. And Blue really wanted this like Tanuki Mario doll, mm-hmm. which I got for her. And then I was like on the car ride home, I was like, "This is Mario. Like he's a video game character." And she's just asking me all these questions. So I like put on some music on the car ride home, some Mario music, and she was stoked. And then she was like. I want to play the game, dad. Like she knew it was a game Mm -hmm. and cause I told her. And so she kept asking me for like a day and I was like, okay. And I brought out this, that super Nintendo classic and started playing it with her. And that was just like a trip. Cause it was like, you know, it's so, I don't know, nostalgic. Those are the games that I was just like, you know, playing when I was around her age, Mm -hmm. that sort of whole aesthetic of that 16 bit, (laughs) <laughs> sort of thing and yeah it's it's been cool so we grew up playing like super nintendo super mario bros with her how fun yeah was there a moment of just like when she asked that was there just a moment of just like oh fuck yeah yeah it's and like, she, fuck yeah my kid likes video games likes that stuff like she legitimately loves like games and stuff and like she's all into like the superhero thing and like she yeah she's very into like the fantasy sci-fi stuff and I'm like yes what does she think of the new Batman movie? <laughs> well, you know, she uh, she said it was good. Yeah. Pat, Pat, Patterson, 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 Pattinson, 
Pattinson. What are they calling the the, the new character uh, actor? The like Pattinson, Robert Pattinson. That's Pattinson. <laughs> <laughs> I think Robert Pattinson's a great actor, by the way. Oh yeah, the lighthouse was so yeah. good. I haven't seen the new Batman, but yeah, the lighthouse was like so fucking good. Mm-hmm. The performance of of William Dafoe and Pattinson uh, in that movie was like holy shit you guys should watch anybody that's listening and hasn't seen that watch it it's confusing as hell oh yeah <laughs> you can read about it after it'll make sense but just like the their faces and shit in that movie so good mm-hmm. anyway she liked it she liked it fun <laughs> exciting I've always thought like if I ever have a kid like I'm gonna my kid I'm gonna make my kid play video games I just yeah, want to like, 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 like a football dab you're like no you're gonna play these video games you're, you're not going outside you're gonna like it I need someone else to play with <laughs> I, yeah I'm excited about that because like her mom doesn't like we we play a lot of board games together and, mm-hmm. and um but Sam it's a little harder for her to to play video games um so it's kind of just mostly just me alone and uh, she doesn't even like like to watch me, which you know, why would you? But uh, that's for little brothers, nice, like, not for children. Yeah, when I like, grew <laughs> up, it was like me and my buddies, and we would just like play video games and we would watch each other. And there's something really comforting about doing that, just because it's what I did growing up. And mm-hmm. it'd be nice to have that again someday. So I'm kind of <laughs> yeah, she's too it. young to to watch me play Elden Ring, and she'll let me know, Dad, this is too scary. Turn it <laughs> off. Uh, which is really cute. <laughs> but yeah, she's I'm like so stoked about her personality already. She she loves all that stuff. It's so cool. Nice. That's cool as hell. We'll uh we'll take a little break here, and when we come back, we're gonna talk some Nintendo games. We'll see you then. What's up, y'all? It's everybody's favorite millennial, Paul, here. And I'm just dropping by to tell you that you should subscribe to the Nostalgia Entertainment System Patreon. It's only $3 a month, and that gives you access to literally everything that Josh and I have recorded for this podcast. Not only do you get weekly bonus episodes of NES After Dark and The Fabled Cumshaw, but you get access to the three-episode rule, a series where Josh and I try to get each other to like things. Also, we've been playing Oregon Trail on video? Who even knew that kind of technology existed? I didn't. Anyway, we'll also say your name in at least one episode, but probably more than that, probably two or three or four or five or six. It kind of depends on how many people join the Patreon and how good it goes. Check it out, dummies. Springtime is worming its way back into our little lives, and what better way to welcome the sun and warm weather than with a brand new shirt from your favorite podcast. After you buy your Mabimbam and Trash Taste merchandise, head on over to nespod.bigcartel.com and pick yourself up another stylish shirt featuring our CRT or VHBox logo. Oh, and you can't neglect that wonderful embroidered MP3 shirt. For any of you Patreon subscribers out there, you get 15% off your order anytime you get something. Get some cool stuff over at nespod.bigcartel.com. Once again, that's nespod.bigcartel.com. Did you see the latest Nintendo newsletter? Whoa, nice graphics. I'd like to get my hands on that game. You mean you haven't played it yet? 
We can play it on my Nintendo Entertainment System. It's the Legend of Zelda, and it's really rad. Those creatures from Ganon are pretty bad. Octorox Tech Tech's levers, too. But with your help, our hero pulls through. Yeah, go Link. Yeah, get some. Awesome. Intense. The Nintendo Entertainment System. Your parents help you hook it up. The Legend of Zelda sold separately. Welcome back to Nostalgia Entertainment System. <laughs> the best podcast in the world. <laughs> the best podcast the in the world. The best podcast <laughs> in the world. We're here with, uh, of course, David Lusk, and we're going to talk Nintendo games. Just like a very wide, broad topic. Let's do it. Just, just in general. Um, mm-hmm. This is something I think... Paul, I think you can participate because you you did have a Nintendo. Maybe I, we should start with you. Oh, sure. I, I'm going to have the least amount of history, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, we had a Nintendo. I remember, well, like I said earlier, my grandma's had a Nintendo, a Super Nintendo and a regular Nintendo. And then my older brother was gifted a like original Nintendo from his friend who I think had just gotten an N64. So... We had got like just a bunch of old Nintendo games. Like we had Super Mario Bros., Duck Hunt, um, a couple Ninja Turtle games, Robocop, Darkwing Duck, uh, Rampage. Ooh, Rampage is fun. Wait, on N64? No, the, oh. an original Nintendo. Ooh. These are all original Nintendo games. And there's probably a couple others. Oh, Super Mario Bros. 2, um, The Flintstones. How could I forget The Flintstones? That was like my favorite game. Um, I think those were pretty much all of them, and I was not very good at any of them. So I would, I was a real uh, restart if I was starting to lose kind of kid because it was like the slightly newer one, not like the original like push in cartridge like a VCR. It was like the shove in like yeah. in top, um, and there was like that easy reset button. And if I died on the first level of pretty much anything, you can bet I was just pressing reset. <laughs> over. Yeah, because that way it's like I never really died. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I used to, I remember my friends and I, we all really got into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Play like Turtles in Time, maybe it wasn't Turtles in Time. It was the one where, uh, like Manhattan, like gets like lifted up. Yeah. Out of the yeah. City. I never played that one really. Josh, do you know? What- no. Um, and we'll, we'll probably get into it a little more, but like. Anything before the Nintendo 64, right, I am not. About that, yeah. I'm not well versing because like the 64 was my very first yeah. console ever. Oh, interesting. So anything before that, I have experienced like after high school, right? <laughs> when I learned like, oh, you can just download emulators yeah. and yeah, play right. these on a computer. Don't tell Nintendo that they might be listening. Uh oh. Uh oh. We'll call this podcast Nintendo. Don't listen. <laughs> that was like Sega. That was like Sega's campaign in the nineties. You guys know that. Like Sega was it does really? what Nintendo don't. Yeah, Sega does what Nintendo don't. Wow, I, I did have one friend with a Sega because Sega was so. like the cool like I'm chewing bubble gum in class and wearing my hat. Teach <laughs> Sega was the cool. Sega was the bad boy. That's yeah, why Sonic is so boys. rude. Yeah, yeah, Sonic Sonic rude? Is, Sonic's got an attitude, bad man. Boy. <laughs> Robotnik is just chasing after him, trying to give him a good spanking. It's <laughs> <laughs> been bad. Oh, that was a whole new element to this game. I mean, I'm pretty much Dr. Robotnik, like, chasing my kid around. She's like Sonic, dude, like, blasting off, rolling around. She is named Blue. That's true. Oh, my God. Wow. And you are wearing red. Maybe there's more to Oh, this. my God. 
You really took this whole video game thing pretty far. Actually a villain. (laughs) (laughs) Well, enough about this Sega bullshit. This is Nintendo episode. Yeah, we're talking Nintendo. I actually did have a a Sega 2, but the Nintendo is more around, if I can remember. My my older brother, they were like his systems, and he would like go to California. And we always had the Super Nintendo around, but occasionally Mm. we'd have the Genesis. Ooh. But... I was too young to play the Genesis. Mm. I wasn't cool enough. I wasn't <laughs> bad enough. <laughs> you couldn't get Mortal Kombat on there? Yeah. We did. Yeah, actually, like, my parents did not monitor us at all. Like, <laughs> Mortal Kombat was, want. like, one of the first games I ever played. Oh, my so. God. <laughs> I feel like, like the game's really bad as heads off. violent. Or maybe it is. Maybe I just wasn't good at it, so I couldn't do any of the cool moves. Yeah. I just it's, got pulled over a lot by I the mean, same I think there's, al- there's also just, like... Violence has gotten very creative over the last few decades. Yeah. And a lot more it's it's been depicted a lot more realistically. It's, you know, there's it's it's, funny to go back and like look at like the pixelated blood. Yeah, it's, like, it's so it's so rudimentary compared to what we have nowadays that it's hard to think that like, oh, laws were passed because of this yeah. crude looking video game. It's gr- crazy to think about. <laughs> Yeah, it's wild. But. Paul, when we when we first met, uh, I honestly thought you you brought your Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I which brought it over, the which same had one. led me to believe that you played more video games than you actually do. Oh no, that I brought the when I play a video game, I play that video game. Like I will still play Mario today, this original one or Super Mario World. Not gonna play. Did any you have of these those new games? Ones. Well, I had Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Oh, oh, uh, I okay. I only ever remember playing. When we lived together in that first house, the, that Flintstones game. Yeah, that's because I love that game. And then the <laughs> wrestling game. That oh, we I couldn't forgot figure about out wrestling. That we couldn't figure out how to play. Oh, what was yeah. it called? World. It's just like I think it was yeah, World Wrestling. Maybe WrestleMania. It was not. It was not a, a license. It was not good enough to be a WrestleMania <laughs> game. Oh, that's true. Are you yeah. kidding me? That it was. It was. I remember b- being some generic ass like wrestling game. I don't know. Yeah, it was pretty. It was really fun as a kid because I think I definitely didn't know how to play it, but I think I would accidentally like turn on like just two computer players playing each other and I would think I was controlling one of them. <laughs> so that was probably it. But yeah, I, I loved that that Flintstones game. It was uh, Flintstones, the rescue of Dino and Hoppy. So it was like the Flintstones have to go this like Guy from the future, from the Jetsons time, actually. Oh, the little green alien guy? No, no. Well, Gazoo is in it, but he's not a... He's an alien. He's not a time traveler. Oh. Clearly, you haven't watched the Flintstones. (laughs) I haven't. Uh, Anything before the Nintendo 64, I know nothing about. Well, you you know what you're doing after this podcast. You're... You know, hey, I gotta study the Flintstones. I gotta go watch all the Flintstones. I gotta eat you gotta all. Watch the live action movies. Watch a live action movie with John Goodman. Oh, I gotta go to yeah. Albertsons. <laughs> I gotta get the cereal. Uh, the Flintstones might just be like the topic of the actual topic of <laughs> of this episode. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I could, I would definitely do a whole episode about. Yeah, the I really? never, I never played that game. I don't think I have ever even heard of that game. Oh, I don't know if it was very popular or not. Yeah, it was like there was one, like video rental store in Helena that would sell, like they would just sell old Nintendo games that I think didn't rent very well, and one of them was the Flintstones game, mm. and so my older brother bought it. And then I think I also liked that game because I watched my brother's friend like play it like to completion. Like he beat it in front of me, which I think 
I, I had never seen that happen before. Like my brother and I would never ever complete video games. We were not good. And so I would get to like fourth level of video games, like tops. And anytime I saw somebody like actually finish a game, I got like enthralled by it. Like I would love that. And that was the first game I saw that. I mean, shit is pretty big feat to beat a lot of those old games that didn't even have like save states, you know, like a lot of them, like you couldn't save. And also they, they designed games like the fucking Lion King is a a perfect example. Like the first level would be really easy. And the second level would be like the hardest fucking experience of your life. And they did this, purposely so you would have to rent the game again oh yeah yeah so it was all like the rental mm-hmm. video game rental industry was like the like they designed the games around making them really hard it's like battle toads had a similar thing going on like the second level they would just be so fucking hard and then like you would keep renting the game to try to beat it and um i remember playing the tick did you guys have- ever played that game? I remember oh, no. seeing a poster for, was it a show or a movie? I think, it would, I think they had a show. There was like a cartoon in the 90s, which I think is what maybe, or could have just been based right off the comic book. Yeah, I just I just remember seeing a poster for it at the video store and just like, what the hell is this? The Tick? This seems too adult for me. <laughs> and I was probably like, I don't know, five at the time. <laughs> well, yeah, I remember me and my brothers like, hanging out in Sealy Lake. I was probably in like third grade or something and we had the tick on and you can't save it. And we had had the fucking game, like the, the, the council on for like three days straight <laughs> this game. Uh-huh, and dude. we never did, dude. We never did. Oh yeah. And I, it's just like this memory, which is like this full marathon. Like we're going to, we're going to beat the tick. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> so hard. I haven't thought about that in so long. Just like leaving the console on. Yeah. I remember because like, uh, so like I said, I, I my first console was a Nintendo sixty four, and when we first got it, uh, I don't know, I don't remember what I think. I think we got it in nineteen ninety nine, um, and it wasn't like I don't. It wasn't bundled with anything. I think this is before they started to do like a whole bunch of like console bundles. Like it yeah. came with an extra controller. But that was it. So, like, we didn't have the memory pack, so we couldn't save anything. Um, And then we also didn't have, like, the expansion pack that adds more RAM. So there were certain games that we couldn't play. But I remember renting from the video store Chameleon Twist 2. It's like a – it's some 3D – like action platformer thing. I remember like what that game looked like, but I've never. Yeah, and like you're you control a little chameleon. And you can be like different colors, and there's like a mechanic where like you can stick your tongue out, and then you can control where the tongue goes to. Yeah, like... Yeah, can you like swing, <laughs> off, of you can swing off of stuff? You can swing off of stuff. Like a grappling yeah. hook, kind of. Mm-hmm. Just like a real chameleon. Just like a real chameleon, and I remember, you know, like oh, we couldn't save because we didn't have the memory pack, um, and. My mom was like, well, you can leave the, I guess you can leave. Cause my mom is like very, uh, very energy conscious. Like you couldn't like lights were never left on. Oh, everything yeah. was turned off. Everything was unplugged. My family too. You know? So it's like, turn that light off or I'm going to take the light bulb for a whole week. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that extreme. I just mom. got yelled at, but, uh, yeah. So, so, you know. She was just like, well, we can, like, you can leave the console. I was like, okay, that, 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 I guess that's fine. And I just remember that whole night being like paranoid that like my N64 was going to melt oh. <laughs> because like I had no idea of the concept of like, 
you can leave things on like electronics can just be left on like you know that I don't think I've ever seen the TV on for more than three hours you know so like the the idea that like you can just leave it on over now is like is it gonna be safe is it okay and I just like just being freaked out just like oh my god I hope my N64 doesn't melt <laughs> that's like my yeah the PlayStation 4 I had before I got the new one um was like pretty loud like that and I was like legit like actually thinking that like mm-hmm. sounds like a jet engine just yep. like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh my god it's, it's my PS4 is gonna take off <laughs> it's gonna fly into the stratosphere yeah it's funny thinking about that cause like there was just such simple electronics in those too it's just mm-hmm. like one little like I've taken those some a couple council councils apart in the past. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did that as a kid too. Yeah. When my grandma's Nintendo broke, she was like, "You can try to fix it, sure." Yeah, no, that was not fixing. It was just looking. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'll fix it. I'll just, I'll, I'll just take a look. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I want to see what's like in there. Nothing in those things. Mm-hmm. The, 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 you you think there it. would be more in there? You know, yeah. a lot of time where it's just like, wow, there's not that much. In these little things. Well, especially yeah. like thinking about like how it went basically from like, you know, those big fucking cabinets for like Pac-Man and stuff, but down to teeny little Nintendo. Like that's a wild change. Mm-hmm. Like so fast. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that was, yeah, that was a lot of like the, the Western market I think was, was big into like the play at home thing. Yeah. There's a pretty good documentary on Netflix about like early video game history. I forget what it's called. Hmm. Was it like the whatever that made us? Was it that series? I think of- it's by like the same, it's along the same lines of, of those type of Netflix documentaries. Yeah. Hmm. But it's not that specifically. Hmm. But anyway, that's... <laughs> um, before I forget about it, did either of you guys, well, I guess, Dave, this is probably more of a question for you since Josh, you wouldn't have played this because it was on Super Nintendo. There's like Mario Paint. You ever play Mario Paint? I never played Mario Paint. I remember it. I think I remember, like, maybe they had it on the Game Boy too. Oh, yeah, they probably did. With like some weird gadget. I don't know. Nintendo had so many of those weird, like, gimmicky things of the years, and mm-hmm. which they still do. Oh, yeah. Um, I do remember Mario Paint, but I. I never played it. I think it was kind of like, like Pixar. Do you guys remember Pixar? It was this like I early. I think it was on maybe Mac. The Kid Picks or Kid Picks. Yeah, yeah. Kid Picks was cool as shit. That's what it was. I love Kid, Kid Picks. Not never Pixar. Did, I never played this. Um, I think it was kind of like Kid Picks, where you just like took, like you know, like the sprites that they had made for all these games and you can sort of just like cut and paste them on the screen and like place them around and yeah that's exactly like what it little was. scenes yeah mm-hmm. yeah i never i never had that but it, it was like kind of wild cool you had like I, a big electronic mouse pad and like mouse that you would plug in the nintendo mm. it's very interesting i really only know mario paint because there was like a music editor in there yeah and you could make music with it and i remember learning about that in like early high school, like being on YouTube and then people are just like uploading, like, check it out. I made Beethoven in Mario Paint. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is Mario Paint? Like I never it's the heard of early it. Early garage band. It really was. It's like <laughs> yeah. it's it's like it's wild and like you have all these different sounds you can use. You have like the pretty much a full like musical staff. And like I remember thinking that I've never heard of this game, so there's no way this game is real. Like, what the hell is this Mario Paint thing? <laughs> and I was just, like, so convinced that it was not 
a real game. Like I thought it was like a program that people downloaded. Who's slandering my Mario? <laughs> Fine. It's like what hasn't Mario done? Played He's American a real football. Overachiever. Right. Oh my oh. god. If there was a Mario football game, I would probably play that. Really? Oh, well, actually I don't have any Nintendo console, so I couldn't. But I would like to. You know, I, I'm surprised yeah. that he hasn't. I Me haven't too. made a, a Mario football yet. Yeah, well they have like the they have Mario Soccer. There's a new one coming it's out too, and I'm pretty excited about it. Mario Soccer? Mm-hmm. Cool. They got a new one coming out for Switch this year? Next year? I don't know. Nice. But I had I had the uh I had the one on Wii. I never played the GameCube one, but I got the one on Wii and it's it's a fun game. I enjoyed it. I never really played any of the Mario sports games. I love I Josh loves like Doctor Mario. Dr. Oh yeah, Mario's pretty cool. My Dr. Mario is fun. Mario. I like the Mario sports games more than I like the actual Mario games. I think his spinoff titles. Well, I I'm gonna add a caveat to that. The during the GameCube, the spinoff titles were the best. Like I have the new Mario Tennis, I have the new Mario Golf, and there there's something missing from those games. What do you it's think like, it is that's missing? I wonder. There's. I feel like, you know, like, I don't, I've never had a desire to play a fucking sports video game and, like, not blast somebody that enjoys those things. I just don't get it. Mm -hmm. But I think, like, if it was, like, Mario, I'd be more inclined to, like, Mm -hmm. play Yeah, there's definitely something about it being Mario that's much more appealing. Like, I think the first sports game I ever played was Mario Golf. And I remember thinking, like, hey, this is a fun game. And then maybe, like, a couple years later, you know, renting a game. And it's like, well, I've rented all the games here. I like Mario Golf, so maybe I'll give Tiger Woods PGA Tour a try. You know, going from Mario Golf to a more realistic sports simulator fucking sucks, man. Yeah. Like, that game is just not fun because like Mario Tiger Woods rarely goes wahoo. He's never he's never gone wahoo. Yeah. He's never had a dinosaur friend that would also, you know, sink a birdie. Is <laughs> <laughs> a like, dinosaur in the game? No, Yoshi. Yoshi's in the game. Oh, Yoshi, right. But like, like, there's a dinosaur in Tiger Woods. That would be cool if there was like, you know, when those like T-Rex suits were all the rage, you got one of those in Tiger Woods. Anyway. Oh, you bet that golf machine of flippers. I bet you could wear <laughs> yeah, a, they got it a in, dinosaur suit. Oh, yeah, they got it in golden teeth no, for like, sure. Yeah, my, mm-hmm. my like, idea of a sports game is like Super Monkey Ball. You know? mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I played That's that like once. the golf I want to play. I want a monkey to be trapped inside <laughs> <of the ball>. <laughs> <laughs> Saying it like that makes it sound more fucked up. <laughs> exactly. That's the fun of it. Right, I forgot that we established you're a villain. <laughs> yes. I have monkeys trapped in all of the balls at my house. <laughs> I'm going to make them play sports. <laughs> yes. But no, the, I don't know. I, I really like the Mario sports games, but the new ones, like, I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. Like, it's, it feels like such a cop-out answer to say that, like, they just don't have the heart, man. But like that's honestly like what it yeah, is. There's yeah. something about they feel they feel so sterile and formulaic, but also but it's it's not fair to say that as a criticism when all I want is just another GameCube Mar- I just want Mario Golf Toadstool Tour again, <laughs> which is if you make that again, it is formulaic because it's literally just the same game with just like, you know, a nice coat of paint. 
But like, I don't, I don't know I don't what think it is. There's about. anything necessarily wrong with that. I don't no. either. But like, there's, there, I don't know what it is. Like, there's, there's just something that is that is missing. They just feel less fun than they used to. Because like, I will on on like some regular basis, I will go back and turn on my GameCube and play Mario Golf Toadstool Tour and have a great time. <laughs> but like, I have the new like Mario Golf. I don't even remember, I don't even remember the name of it, and it's, it's like probably I, just because like you know this is pure speculation, but like back in the the GameCube era, it was probably you know studios had more time and less pressure to put things out, so they could probably put out a more solid object or product. And now it's like the Mario games are less like a big deal than like the like Mario Odyssey or whatever. So they like there's less pressure and then less mm-hmm. time. So they probably yeah. just are putting out a subpar product just because of like. I mean that band. honestly probably is it. Like they they just they don't have they don't have like that polish that they used to. Yeah. You know, it's really just they really do feel like they're just cranking out these spinoff games when it's like they used to be they used to be fun as hell. Yeah. And it's it's disappointing. And I like, think Nintendo as a whole is kind of going out, which I know. Is, is painful for me to talk about being like a lifetime Nintendo person. Me, no, I feel the exact same way. Like for years, I was I was like the biggest fucking Nintendo stand you could ever see. Like I was like I have a I have a plan on how I'm going to apply to work there. Right, yeah. I have like all this stuff. Like I've told this on on like the podcast before, but like I would watch Extreme Makeover Home Edition. And like sometimes, you know, they would be like, hey, like this kid likes gymnastics. We'll bring in Sean Johnson to say hello to the kid. And I would always think like, I'm going to get a Nintendo room and I want them to introduce me to Shigeru Miyamoto. Oh, that would have been me too. You know, it's like, but (laughs) now. Absolutely. I was such a, just loved it. And then now it just, it's, there's something about it where like, it just, the, the games and like the way that the company like is just doing things in general, like running the business. I just feel like they're like trying to be as difficult as possible. I know. It's like, why like, can't you just play like all the other people are, right? Like, why do you have to make things difficult? Why do you have to like make all these stupid choices and decisions? Why, why this? Why that? Yeah, and it's just like... like Allow me to get online and play with my friends. Without Allow me to like, having it be a hassle. Yeah, why I shouldn't is it have so to look, hard? I shouldn't have to look up how to play game with friend. It should just, you know, I should be able to use my years of knowledge from doing this. Yeah. So I, it, it, there's a lot of frustrating things to like for like Nintendo nowadays, where it's like I don't. I don't know. Part of it also just feels like maybe I'm just growing up. I that's I was just gonna say that like maybe I'm just like in my 30s now and like <laughs> shouldn't be playing Nintendo anymore but like screw that too cause yeah right you know never grew up like the, the games are still fun but then there's always just a part of me that's like I don't I don't know like my tastes have changed I think that's ultimately what yeah. it is like I I just like a different kind of game now that Nintendo doesn't really make you know yeah. like I I want I want to be excited for the new Pokemon games like they it it looks not fun. Yeah, it's like I did I grow out of the way. formula? What is it? What I'm is not, it? I don't know. That's what I've been saying for interested. years about Pokemon games. It doesn't look fun. <laughs> it looks like a chore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like this used to be a this used to be a game, and now it's just like ah, it's I don't I transitions into battle screens and 
navigating menus and it's just like, oh my God, I really don't have the patience for this anymore. If I'm navigating a menu, there better be food involved. Let me tell you what. (laughs) That's one thing. Like when I was a kid, you know, you'd only have a handful of games to, to play in any given year and you would you try to like master the game or whatever. Like mm-hmm. Super Mario Bros. I think there's like 68 or 69 levels that you can unlock. And I remember when you unlocked it, you got like the star oh, in front yep. of it. And mm-hmm. that was like such a fucking awesome achievement. Mm-hmm. And now it's like I still have a kind of like completionist uh, like bend when I play games. Like I still want to like find everything and, and get everything I can. But then I'm like, I don't have time for this shit. I'm 30 some years old and I have a career in my own business and a child. And uh, I have been playing games like way differently. Mm-hmm. I'm just like not giving a shit about. Yeah. I'm just like a lot more conscious about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I don't. How you spend your time and like. like that being said, the, the like trophy system kind of baffles me a little bit. Like I don't give a shit about trophies. I don't either. I don't want a trophy. Yeah, Take that back. Let me just finish the game. I'm just going to finish the, like, my goal now, I just want to see the credits. That's yeah, it. like, I want to complete it and, like, feel, like, the reward of, like, I don't know, experiencing yeah. it. And, yeah. I really appreciate, like, the studios are still pushing out, like, really story-rich, uh, like, narrative games still, and not just, like, Fortnite, where it's, like, Again, not to bash anybody that likes those games, but it's just kind of like brain dead. There's not like art as much art uh-huh. behind it. Yeah. And I do think that like games are art, like oh, 100%. big time, you know? And also at the same time, it's like not. It's like, that's a whole other conversation. Like, mm-hmm. what is art? If a game is art, is a game, can a game not be art? Is your like dumb mobile like candy crush, is that art compared to like, Breath of the Wild, which is this like all encompassing right? yeah. experience. I don't know. I, I think it's just a spectrum, right? Because then you have you have films like The Lighthouse. Right. Then you also have like, you know, just really bad crappy movies or like Yeah, and I enjoy flicks, that you know? too. Like I I fucking love like B movies, like mm-hmm. shitty horror movies and stuff. Like get together with the dudes and just get stupid and watch a dumb movie. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's, oh, yeah, there's merit time. to that, you know. But then, like, similarly, like, for, Fortnite is probably the same thing as, like, the new Space Jam, you know, where it's just like, well, yeah. here's a cash grab. It is. Or just, and... like, you know, it, it's soulless. So, I mean, yeah, like, there, there's soulless. a spectrum of, like, where, where things live, as as I think with all all kinds of creative endeavors. Yeah, the whole, like, pay-for-play thing really bugs me. Like, yeah. Ugh. And I feel like I feel bad for like younger generations that are going to grow up with games now because they're not going to understand the difference between like you don't like you spend like a hundred dollars to get like a fancy glove that your character wears. Like I'm going to buy this white glove <laughs> cosmetic <laughs> yeah. for a hundred actual real dollars. Yeah, it's like, oh, my God, that's, that's too insane. much. I mean, I say that, yeah. but I've, I've I've done similar things. Yeah. I mean, again, I. But all, I mean, I, I have to judge too much. Yeah. I feel like it is going in a weird direction of just monetizing it. Yeah. And, and that being the like the big thing. Mm-hmm. I think back to like Elden Ring, like he's not doing any of that you stuff. You get a complete ass game. That. Yeah. Like he's like, it's like old school, real cool mm-hmm. like art and design mechanics. And he's not just like making it to make money. Yeah. Like you, you get everything. 
everything is everything that should be in the game is in the game when it released. Hell, the game patched yesterday and they added new stuff. Yeah, and you know what happened? I'm climbing in game. I was playing last night mm-hmm. and I'm climbing this giant spire. And like there are all these like blood stains where people have died, and there are all these like messages going up the spire. And I've died like three times trying to get up there. And I get to the very fucking top and I'm jumping my like horse up there and I'm tilting the camera to see what's on the top of the spire. And it goes, you've been disconnected from the server due to the update. Oh, no. (laughs) And it froze. Like, oh, I was booted from it. That sucks. Hopefully it's saved. Well, it relatively close to where you were. It saved right in the spot. Oh, thank God. But I wasn't paying attention. It just jumped off the edge. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, fuck this. I don't care what's up there. I'm not going back. I I didn't go back. (laughs) So is this game, I've not played any of this game. Is this game like a... So there's a server. So you're are you're playing with other people? You're not playing with other per se. Like the the way that the Dark Souls games are is that they're like they're mostly single player games that you can like summon a person in multiplayer to like appear in your world to help you fight like a boss or something, but you can't mm-hmm. play constantly. And then you can see like blood stains on the ground where people have died, other actual players have died. Oh, and if you like click on the blood stain, it'll go through like a little replay of like how they died. Wow. Which is really cool because then as you're like traveling through the world, you see a bunch of blood stains and you're like, oh shit, something bad is going to happen here. Mm-hmm. I need to watch out. And then you, there's also a system where you can write messages and you don't actually get to like, there's only like, you know, so many phrases and words that you choose from to put together. So mm-hmm. they're a, you can't it, just like, yeah, right. Like, yeah, just, <laughs> but it's created whatever. this whole sort of like meta culture of like pointing out hints and stuff to other players. So you're playing online with other people, but you're in your own game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Interesting. Cause I always thought it, I thought it was just like, honestly, this is kind of embarrassing. I thought it was like maybe a Skyrim sequel. I didn't know it's, anything about it. I mean, it's, it's similar vibe to that like you you know it's the same type of game kind of it's an rpg it's an open world rpg open world rpg the combat system is entirely different fantasy Mm. there's dragons horses if there's dragons and horses it's skyrim that's the that's the rule that i made it's basically skyrim elder rim (laughs) the elden scrolls yeah anyway going back to nintendo stuff do you have any particular favorite franchises yeah definitely i think like a link to the past uh was my favorite super nintendo game i loved that i loved super metroid was amazing and actually i didn't play super metroid until i got i didn't complete it until i got an emulator oh really yeah so i actually play that on my computer oh probably like a weird lag but (laughs) that's a great game um I really like the Metroid franchise, and I played like the Metroid Prime games too. For oh, man, Prime is GameCube. Prime is good. Great. Yeah, really um, like that. But yeah, I loved like the Zelda, and that game had a huge impact on me. And I think with a lot of like, yeah, just the type of like the mythology that he sort of used and recycled to sort of create the world in that game, and then sort of the hero's quest, and that's all really inspiring to me and and still is and that game was so cool too because i remember 
playing it over at my buddy's house. Like every other week, I had some friends that lived in Missoula and they would come to stay with their dad every other weekend. And they had Zelda Mm. on their Super Nintendo. And like their dad would like work. So every other weekend, like me and my buddies would just like sit in his room in Sealy. And Zelda was such a cool game to have that like, because it's just, it, it is like the precursor to Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. Like, that game would not exist without Zelda. Yeah. Like absolutely. Like you, you sort of just drop in and you can sort of go in any direction and then you kind of have to find where you go and it like doesn't really tell you what to do. And I still remember the first time I played that game and I like find my way into the castle and like drop down and got the torch or figured out how to light the torches. And yeah, I love, love Zelda. And then, you know, when we got a 64 to, uh, Ocarina of Time, mind blowing. I think that I straight up cried at the end of that game, Ocarina of Time. And then I remember replaying it when I was in high school and just like crying again. Like that is just a fucking beautiful game. Dang. Well, does something happen at the end? I've never it's played. It's just such a powerful game. Like the story. Have you ever played that? Yeah, I have. Just like the ending with like, you're like going up the stairs and like the piano, like the organ music's playing and it's just so fucking epic mm-hmm. and scale. Mm-hmm. It is a really cool game. And not this, this isn't meant to be a contrarian opinion, but I also don't think Ocarina of Time is all that good. I think like now it would be pretty dated. Like it's I been think maybe ten years since I played yeah. it. Hmm. Like I think one. I think Majora's Mask is better overall as just like a game on the same platform. Um, and two, my actual favorite game ever, um, which it's it's Mystical Ninja starring Goemon, yeah. part of the Gumbada Goemon series that is for the most part dead, which fucking sucks. Um, I, uh, like, I think I saw one of your stickers or something. Um, you have some reference. I got a lot of references. And I also loved those games, mm-hmm. like, a lot. Yeah. Um, I really fucking loved those games, and I also felt like I was the only one that had ever played them yeah. until, like, it's crazy. I recently talked to you. Yeah, so it's crazy. cool. Uh, but Mystical Ninja starring Goemon did, it, it did the Ocarina of Time formula to a T, one year before that game came out. Right. Like, literally everything from, like, the structure of... And, and obviously, like, it's not... Um, you know, it, it's still derivative of Zelda's previous. But still, like, the whole idea of, like, the the kind of flow of, like, town, dungeon, town, dungeon, town, dungeon. Right. You go into a dungeon. You collect keys to open doors. There's an item that gives you a map. There's a compass. Literally everything that is Ocarina of Time... That game did one year before, um, and that that game in particular is, in some way, why my like art business is named what it is. So for those that don't know, and it's probably going to be literally everyone that is listening to this podcast, um, including me, including Paul. Uh, there, there's a there's a franchise by Konami called Gambare Goemon. Uh, that for a long time was popular in Japan. Uh, a handful of games made it way, made its way to like the states and other parts of the world, um, but ultimately it's it like it's a very it's a very Japanese game. Like it takes place in the Edo period of Japan, I think. It does. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and like there's there's tons of references to 
um, mythology and like old, old school Japanese culture, that whole kind of thing. And the second uh, castle that you go to in that game, the boss is a Daruma doll. That's like a giant robot. So like you're like comes into the room and then he like kind of his arms break apart and he grows legs and he has like huge claws. And then like, like, oh, that's, those things are cool as hell. And like, I, I have a different perspective for that game and why it's my favorite. I think than probably, I no, I will say probably than any other person that has played this game. Um, because my dad is Japanese. And so when, when we rented that game, uh, I would, I would get like, the context for literally everything. So like mm-hmm. that's what these are what these things are. That's what these things are. This is what this is. Your says. dad would tell you. Yeah. He would oh, just that's like, so that's cool. what these things are. These are what these things are. This guy just said this. The sign says this. So like I got context for everything. So like for most people it's probably like, wow, look at this weird and wacky game. And for me it's like, oh, look at these specific things. Mm-hmm. So that's why I like that game so much. And that's where I learned like what a Daruma doll is. Mm. I was like, oh these are fun. And then I just started drawing them a ton in college, and then I was like, well, I I don't know. Maybe I can just make these my brand, and then here's my business. <laughs> There's a fun story. Yeah, no, that's it's like uh, culturally enlightened. Thanks for sharing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's such a fun game, and like the music is good. Everything about that game, and I know I know it's rose-tinted glasses, but everything about that game is perfect. <laughs> I Dude, I have such fond memories of playing that game. I remember the first time I beat it, and like th- there's the one for Super Nintendo, too, mm-hmm. that I have on, on my Super Nintendo. Oh, hell yeah. I should play that. I've played a little bit of that one, but not too much. It's a di- it's a different one. Yeah, for they sure. Had, they put out quite a few of those games, right? There was a ton of in them Japan, in Japan, right? yeah. yeah. Like there's, um, there's a handful of like... NES games, um, there's, it's slow going, but there's like a small group of people that are, that work on like localizing the old NES games that like never released in the West. Mm. So I know like one or like two, maybe three years ago, one of the NES games that's like in, and they like, it spans all genres, right? Because primarily it's like a side scrolling beat em up platformer yeah. kind of thing. But like this NES one that got localized by volunteers is like an RPG. It's like an earthbound style RPG and it's crazy. Like turn-based? Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. So I played a little bit of that. Um, but yeah, like tons of platformers. Um, and it's a shame now that it's relegated to pachinko machines. Yeah. <laughs> that has become the fate of this franchise. That's a bummer. But like part of me feels like I don't know. I don't know what its popularity is like in Japan, but the Konami website sells official merch. And I have official merch. Like I have two sweaters. I have vinyl. Hmm, I have like I have a lot of officially licensed merch from this franchise that is supposedly dead. I have a feeling it's pretty popular in Japan. So I have hope. I'm holding out hope that one day some some cool is gonna happen. Yeah. They'll release uh Goemon Golf. Fuck man, I would play the <laughs> shit out of that. Goy mine golf. No, it, it fucking works. Like his, his fucking his pipe can be yeah, a golf exactly. club. Instead Dude, of a, instead of a like, golf ball, you have a little dongle. Fuck, don't give me any ideas. Paul. It all works, man. It yeah, all fucking Konami, works. Don't listen to this guy. <laughs> Literally all I don't of it know, works. Josh wants it. I'm just I'm just <laughs> trying to make Josh happy. <laughs> Maybe they can throw a little money my way too. 
hundred bucks. Yeah. The idea is all you. Dude, I remember just like the main, the like final boss battle with it and like the the giant robots. That yeah, right. And there's like button combos. There's button combos. Like you, it's, it's like a fighting game. It like, is. And you like it's press so over over cool. A. And you like a super. It's and it's just like the very end part of the game. It's like yeah. a completely different. Its own little mini game, mm-hmm. and dude, that was the coolest thing ever. It's so fun, and I and I I like I own. Is it? It might be. I have so two games for the Nintendo six. Two games in that franchise released on the N sixty four. You have Mystical Ninja starring Goemon, and you have Goemon's Great Adventure. Yeah, I can't remember which one was the giant robot one. I only played both one of them. Had giant robot okay. stages. Um, I think it was Mystical Ninja uh, starring. Goemon was the one that I played. Yeah, I don't know if that's, Goemon, that's if the Mystical Ninja title was in it at all. Actually, it could have just been like the Adventures of Goemon, something uh, like that. Well, you Go- would know. Yeah. Well, there's um, so I don't know. I can't the know. three that released in the U.S. It's been twenty years. Are Legend, Legend of the Mystical Ninja for Super Nintendo, and then Mystical Ninja starring Goemon for the N64, and then the direct follow up to that, Goemon's Great Adventure. Also yeah, on I the think N64. it was. The first one was that the one where you like found like the secret like yokai village of spirits. There's, that's like, that... Goemon's Great Adventure. Okay, and that's the side-scrolling oh, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that game, I have the cartridge, I have the box, and I have the manual. And to my knowledge, it's my it's the most expensive game I own. Wow. I think it's like five hundred dollars. Wow, it's fucking crazy. It's just because it's so hard to find. It's just hard to find. And like even the one I like, I have Mystical Ninja. Just the cartridge, like I don't have anything else because I ended up I got it as a gift, um, and I think even without all the stuff, it's like over two hundred at this point. It's it is ridiculous how much a lot of these old games have just like gone up in value. Yeah. Do you still have any of those old cartridges or anything? Not really. I mean, unfortunately, uh, you know, at the latter end of my childhood gaming career. Can I call it a career? It's oh, a career. Absolutely. It's a career. Uh, Put it on your resume. <laughs> I I like was shoveling snow to like buy the new games and then, you know, like trading in the ones that I'd played. And that's kind of what I had to do to afford the new ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I lost a lot of, of those games, unfortunately. I do have some GameCube games still, but like I don't think I have any of my Super Nintendo games, and I actually had like a golden copy of the original Zelda, a cartridge. Oh and then, like, shit! I lost it. Oh no! Whoa. Like moving in high school. Damn, that and sucks. I, know. I still think about that. I just want to like put that on my shelf as a little like fanboy. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, yeah, it's. I've heard that story a lot, and like I, I feel like I was, I don't know lucky in a way because my mom was just like maybe this like these might be worth something someday so it's like i never i never traded anything in it's also because like i i tend to be emotionally attached to things yeah so it's like unless it was something that i'm just like i don't i really don't give a shit about this game like oh i don't i really don't care about frogger for ps1 (laughs) you know it's like i will i'll get rid of this but most of my games i still have that's great. I, you know? I wish I did. Yeah, it's like it's and it sucks because like when you're a kid, you don't you can't well, you can't ascribe value to it because at that point there is no value right. on those things. But also you don't think that like, I don't know, in 20 years I'll be like I'll want to play these games again, right? Yeah. Like no one mm-hmm. thinks no kid is thinking 20 years in the future like I don't know, I mean I'd like to play this again. 
Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're definitely not taking care of your stuff too, or like keeping it like orderly. I know that's how a lot of our stuff was. Like it would just get fucking broken mm. or like, just like gross and like thrown out. Like hmm. it would just get left out and then something would get spilled on it. it would be like, Oh, this cartridge is all sticky. Well, we never played this game. Just throw it away. Oh my God. Just stuff like that. Sacrilege. I, that never happened. That, <laughs> that is, yeah. You can, I get, I get mad. I get kind of unreasonably mad when people don't put the disc in the right case. I mean, that's like and basic, like, like, get, like who taught you to live? <laughs> put the fucking milk back in the fridge when you get it out. You know, it's like, it's like, why are you? It is on? easy to like, you know, you open up the cartridge and then like the other game is then you just put it back in the one with the thing that you got out and, you know. But it's also just like if. You're cutting out five seconds of your life. I five know. seconds more gaming time when you're a kid is a lot of seconds. I know. Oh, and, yeah. And also the just, amount of discs we had stacked on I top of I our TV. Oh boy. Way too many. <laughs> it's like I, 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 I cannot understand living like that. That's something Dude, that I do not. The die. biggest bummer is that I, so I love the Rogue Squadron games for GameCube. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had the Rogue Squadron 2, I have the case and I don't have the disc for it. Oh, no. Is it in the GameCube? Nope. Damn. And that I had sucks. brothers too. Like my, mm. I have some brothers that live in Kalispell and that's probably what happened. And we would trade, you know, yeah. weekends and... But yeah, that's a, that was hard because I want to play that game. Did I've only ever play played the, the I've played the first I played a demo of the first one. I loved them both. These are the the Star Wars Rogue yeah. Squadron games. I always wanted to play those, but I never did. They were so fun. That would have been like right up my alley at that time too. But I didn't you, have a, a GameCube. You Star Wars fan? Oh, oh yeah. I I I mean not so much these days, but like middle school, I was like. It was like yeah. my jam. Like when the prequels were. Oh yeah. I remember very vividly when like Revenge of the Sith was coming out. I guess that wasn't middle school. That was elementary school. But man, that was just like I loved that. Dude, I was like just the ripe age to think Jar Jar Binks was the sweetest, most adorable character. Oh yeah, like, they got me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's embarrassing now because he's just kind of horrible. But yeah, man, I think when I was a kid, I was come around on him. I think, right. Well, I think people have come around on the fact that like. Oh, there was actually like, like that was the first character like that. Like that was like computer animated in live action. It looks pretty good. I think it holds up considering. I think if he had been a puppet though, it would, it would have been more timeless Mm -hmm. now, but I think that had a lot to do with it. It was the live capture. mm -hmm. (laughs) It's kind of obnoxious, but. And the, well, the actor who did it, like Ahmed Best, like he like. I think it really fucked up his self-esteem because yeah, there were so many people who yeah, were like, we hate this character. And he was like, oh, fuck. This is like, was it because of me? And he was like suicidal for a while, yeah. which is so awful. Like the fact that, I mean, you can think a character's dumb, but you don't have to be terrible about it yourself. Wasn't like the actor for like young Anakin also like just like in jail or something now too. Like yeah. I remember him getting like a DUI some years ago and that was like the news about him. But mm-hmm. yeah, like people would like rag on him for his performance. Like, yeah. Dude was like, like nine years old. Kid. Um, people are mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just the worst. Yeah. Well, especially like people Rabbit in fandom. Like, fandom. Yeah. Man, they're like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like why, what's, What's your deal? Mm-hmm. I think that that's why maybe you wouldn't like guess that I am a nerd by looking at me is because I just don't like have like, I don't like wear fandoms. Yeah. You don't wear it on your sleeve. Yeah. You know, just like, I like all these things. Yeah. But I like a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I like a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> and who doesn't like things? Things are cool. Um, 
I had something else I was going to ask, but now I don't remember what it is. Okay, we've taken a lot of tangents, which we have, and that's, oh, that's kind of what the show that's is, podcast style. Mm-hmm. That's how that's how podcasts just go. Yeah, you just start talking. I guess on like uh, we we've we've touched on like newer games. Is there anything like you're maybe particularly like with Nintendo stuff since that's kind of the thing for the episode? But like, are there any are there any games that you're looking forward to? Like, I don't think there's not that many Nintendo like upcoming stuff. But like, is there, is there anything? I really want to play the new like Metroid Dread that came out for the Switch. Mm-hmm. So that's like classic uh, 2D Metroid. And then also, I mean, when the new Breath of the Wild comes out, I'm going to have to probably buy a Switch for that. Oh, yeah. My, I was borrowing my, my younger brother's Switch, so I played like Breath of the Wild on that. Um, but yeah, for Nintendo, probably the new Zelda but I don't know. Like, honestly, not really. Yeah. It's like, again, it, it, it all just kind of goes back to just like that feeling fucking sucks. I know. I really wish Nintendo would just become a fucking third party and continue making badass, awesome games and maybe some like gimmicky. Like, if they just like straight up went into like the VR industry or something, because I know they would be good at that. Like, shit, Nintendo was founded on that stuff before they even made games they were doing like the duck hunt type mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit yeah. and like bowling alley type like game halls that nintendo glove the power glove yeah or it was like that kind of technology where they mm-hmm. were using like the motion to like register it on a screen like the same way that they did duck hunt i just wish that they would like go to that and stop like making you have to buy it the hardware to enjoy their mm-hmm their yeah. stuff because the hardware honestly is they've there's like way better hardware out there they're like being left in the dust they're still but they're so good at making those games like the games are still solid for the most part yeah I wish it was a little more accessible to like old 30 year old Dave but <laughs> yeah I, I wish that they're like I wish I didn't have to buy like a Nintendo Switch to because there are some games that I want to play but there's just like a couple of them like I, I really wanted to play Super Mario Odyssey and I didn't get the chance to until like last year when my roommate had a Switch. And I was like, oh, can I play this? And he was like, yeah, well, sure. But like, I, I wouldn't want to, I don't want to spend like, how much are they? They're like 200, 300 bucks. They're not horrible. They're not that, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, they're not that much. But I think it is like 300. And it, it's like, yeah, maybe 300. It's already like outdated hard hardware. Like, it's already like suffering with a lot of even like, you know, I don't even understand how they got Breath of the Wild to run. I don't either. That that is that's just good developing. Yeah, that's just like that that development team just did a great job. Because like, why why can this development team make this game run relatively well and look good, but then like fucking Game Freak makes Art Legends Arceus look like crap? Yeah, what's, like, what's wrong with Game What the Freak? fuck is the deal here? I don't Freaks. I don't understand. None of it makes sense. Doesn't but. to me either. I certainly don't get it. And I took a part in Nintendo. Wow. So <laughs> I should sure you should be the expert. I know. <laughs> I've seen that microchip inside there. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that being said, I think that I do have a daughter, so I, I do imagine that I'll I'll probably be picking up the next iteration of what the Switch is. Yeah, it's probably you know best to hold it like they if, are if good ever family. It's a good Nintendo's a great family company. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, for sure. I don't know how much of a controversial opinion this is. Part of me feels like it is from what I've seen on the internet. Uh, my favorite Mario game is Mario Sunshine. I think people really like 
you either I think people really love it or hate it. And I've heard that Mario Sunshine's I think another incredibly difficult game to find a copy of. Oh really? And it's also Dang. like very expensive. Dang. I don't know well, why. I have, I have a full set of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not getting rid of it. Too. But it's like I don't know. I've seen so many comments about just like that game just wasn't good. I I liked yeah. it. I, I thought it was great. And I have another hot take. I think that game controls better than Mario Odyssey. Hmm. I I would need to go back and play them both side by side. I mean, probably with the uh, out the fucking inevitable stick drift at the <laughs> Switch. Yeah. Probably. Um, mm-hmm. God, that's a nightmare too. Like that's another thing. It's like they create their council. Like the my brother's that I was borrowing his Switch had a strict stick drift in it. Like right away, mm. and it was like fine for most games, but. Some games it was not fine for. No, when you say not. a stick drift, what it, does that mean? So, like, I, I'm not exactly sure. Like the hardware with the joystick, mm-hmm. it starts acting like there's a like like you're turning the joystick at all oh, times in like a certain direction. I so, gotcha. like somehow, like how they designed the hardware and the joystick itself, like causes, and I don't understand it. My understanding, my understanding of it. So Mario's slowly walking all the time. Yeah, like you just slowly like turn or something. Mm. Or there's some games where they like just look the camera and you'll just like look up. (laughs) So I was trying to play like uh, Dragon Quest Builders, which is like that game's fun. It's cool. Yeah, I played the second one, and I love like building games like that. Mm, You can mm -hmm. sort of like use your imagination and. I would like climb up on my castle I was building and I'd be up on the edge and like my character would like look over and then just like walk and fall off. Oh. It was so <laughs> hard to play that game. And I just played it with the stupid stick drift. Yeah, like to my my understanding of it is that like there's a contact pad like underneath the joystick that de- that like helps determine input or something and like it's physical wear like on that thin copper pad. That causes stick drift. I don't know if that's true. That's like a video that I watched like four years ago. Hmm. I guess my question is, how come I didn't experience stick drift in Nintendo 64's controller? But well, you got a different problem with Nintendo 64 controller that it was shit. It was wobbly. (laughs) Like I remember this the stick just being like yeah, (laughs) you can't just shake it. I'm like (laughs) little limp. Yeah, I know. Like the the two, I still have my original Nintendo 64 controllers, and like. The dead zone in that controller is most of the joystick. Yeah. Like, you need to like push it all the way, and even then, like maybe you get a slight walk. Yeah, like that was like that was the problem. All those years of Mario Party, just like really beating the shit out of that thing. I never did that one. That was oh. Mario Party One, and they only ever did that in Mario Party One, and I never played one. I oh. played one, and I remember the blister. On my palm. Wow. (laughs) I, okay, that's another thing that, like, we're talking about just, like, I was talking previously about just being too old to put up with shit. Mm -hmm. I kind of hate the, like, press press a button as fast as you can mechanic to, like... Mm. It drives me nuts. It's like, dude, I work with my hands for a living. (laughs) It's fucking annoying. It it does make make sense thematically Mm -hmm. in some situations, but in a lot of situations, it doesn't. And yeah. in those situations, I'm like, fuck you. This is just annoying. <laughs> I still like them because whenever I play like Mario Party style games, a I mean, lot of that, the times I'm the best one there. And so it feels good. It's like, yeah, I'm the best at tapping this I button. I press really fast. Yeah, I'm so good. I've, I, I've perfected the technique when I was eight years old. <laughs> That's when I got Mario Party 2 and I had no friends. So I played, I, I would play 
I did I I think I was eight years old. I got it for my birthday. I remember opening up my presents like, wow, I got Mario Party. And like uh my parents invited like a bunch of their friends over because like I didn't have any friends when I was eight years old. Uh, maybe I was younger than that. I don't know. But I remember like, wow, I got Mario Party, and then just like leaving the party in the middle of the day and just like, I'm gonna go play this right now. And then for like years later, because it's you know, I don't I only have so many games, I would play Mario Party 2 by myself with three like computer characters all set to hard on 50 turn games. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. I am fucking good at Mario Party 2. <laughs> How long does that take? Is it like four hours? Uh it's probably like three. Oh my god. Yeah, I would do it and I would do it in one sitting. That's that's bonkers. I remember playing like Mario Party. Like my parents were like kind of just like party people and uh a lot, like, we would just, like, they would have parties a lot at my house, mm-hmm. and me and my brothers would just kind of, like, hide in the room while there were, like, people in our house partying, and we would just play, like, I remember playing Mario Party, like, this very specific, like, night where me and my brothers were just all up, like, just playing Mario Party all night. Um, there was a lot of those. I think, yeah, I played a lot of video games, I think, just because, like, my damn parents weren't paying attention. <laughs> they didn't care. <laughs> It was like, okay, you're distracted. Good. Mm-hmm. Like, go do your thing, kid. Um, yeah. I just like, just take me back right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My apartment in Sealy Lake as a kid. Mario Party was Mario Party was good. And like, it, there's there's a very specific feeling I get when I think about certain Mario Party games. Um, like like Mario Party three. Like whenever I like, there's something. It's an old game. Like that game came out in like. I don't know, probably 2000 or something. But there's something about playing that game where like... Was that for Wii or... No, 3 was for an N64. It was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there was something about playing that game like the the or few sorry, times... Yeah, GameCube is what I was... I skipped a console there. Yeah, I think yeah. F- GameCube started with 4. I think okay. 4, 5, 6... I played the first Seven? two, but yeah. I don't think I played any after that. Well, like, I didn't know there was a Mario Party 3 until it showed up at, like, the store, and I rented it. I was like, oh, my God, there's a Mario Party 3. And, like, I only had, like, a couple days with it, and then I got really bummed when I couldn't keep playing and had to return it. I don't know why the thought of renting it again never crossed my mind, um, but, like, I literally rented it one time, got really sad about not having to, not getting to play it again, and then never rented it again. And I think at some point it also just, like, left the store. I don't know. But I get a very specific feeling of, like, this is new and fun anytime I, like, play Mario Party 3. I don't know what it is. But, like, it's a 22-year-old game. But I'm like, this is new. And I love this. That's exactly how I feel whenever I play Super Mario Brothers 3. Because that's the one that we didn't have. So I didn't play it until, like, a year ago. And Brendan and I were actually, when we were roommates, we were playing it together trying to beat it and we never we never did before he moved away but i was i loved that game i was like wow this is so fun there's all these new things it holds up too yeah, like, it's game is, great it's really good mm-hmm. i so i just started with super nintendo but like my brothers did we did have a regular nintendo round too and i remember watching them play super mario bros 3 very extensively as of like probably like three-year-old oh um, yeah yeah, so that game like definitely brings me back too. Mm. I busted that one out for Blue a couple weeks ago. Oh, playing, with, with playing the that. Yeah, I got almost up to the end of the second world. 
Um, another thing is her the Tanuki doll I bought her from uh, Tanuki Mario. I bought her from Best Buy. His mustache fell off. Oh no! Oh no! It's really, it's really weird. <laughs> He's like a little shaven boy Mario. Mario. <laughs> She's gonna see it's Mario really in like some game in the future and be like, "What the fuck? He's got a mustache? How many mustache? That's weird." <laughs> It's and, gonna be like her Mandela effect. <laughs> yeah, she Mario never had mustache. a mustache. Mario, oh, yeah. no, the the mustache is new. <laughs> he oh, must have no. just grown that. <laughs> that uh, would be messed up. I guess like one last thing that I that I want to talk about is like how much experience you had with the handhelds because that was also like a yeah big thing. You know, um, like I had I had a lot of the, not all of them, but I had a lot of them and I had fun with them. Yeah, I had a uh, Game Boy. Was it the pocket? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I got that like it was probably like nineteen ninety eight, and I got that with like Link's Awakening, which I was talking to you about the other mm-hmm. week. Yeah, we were hanging out, and yeah, that was so cool. I remember like sitting by like the nightlight at dark, trying to like see the screen. How did anyone? Fucking see those. Things. It's so hard to see. I don't. It's so it fatigues your eyes. So I don't much. get. I don't get. Like it's why I wear glasses for sure. But like, <laughs> even like I. I can't believe like I. I've looked at uh, my old Game Boy and I was like I don't. Like I am in a bright room and I can't see the screen. Yeah. Like, how did I? How did I play this in like you know like in the car? Yeah. And, like, in the evening. Like what, and then what like the batteries. Oh shit, that was another thing. Like, man, go it was like so the great battery hunt. Every mm-hmm. like, you know, when I was playing the handhelds, like we got to go scrounge around the neighborhood, right? <laughs> Try to find a couple of AAA's. I would, or... <laughs> I would just swap them out with other things in the house. Like yeah. I would just like take oh, the yeah. TV remote Put batteries them in the and, freezer. Like, you know that that would help. Sometimes. I haven't heard that. No, that's new to me. I don't know if that actually worked. <laughs> we tried it. We put the old batteries in the freezer and then rotate them out and get like a five minutes out of it before it died. You know? <laughs> Hell yeah, five minutes is a long time. But yeah, my grandma, the same grandma, um, Millie, who got us into gaming, she bought us, and I was like the step kid too, so it was pretty cool. I felt pretty special. But for one year for Christmas, she got me the Game Boy Pocket, I think Tetris, Link's Awakening, and like Tamagotchi. Whoa. <laughs> and then it was, and it came in like this carrying case that looked like a Game Boy. Whoa, hell Holy yeah. She opened up. I and remember it had seeing like the those. slots for the cartridges to go in and a little like a like, big hard plastic yeah. case. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. And it had like a little handle on it too. That's cool as it hell. It was cool. I don't, I don't remember whatever happened to that, but I probably sold it to fuel my GameCube <laughs> stuff. But yeah, that was the cancel that I had. And then I had, uh, I'm like so brain dead right now, you guys. That's fine. The we- long <laughs> Game Boy, the one that came after Pocket or Color. The Game Boy Advance? Advance? Yeah. Yeah. And then for Game Boy Advance, I had like Advance Wars. That game They fun. just canceled. Do you guys feel Well, they like- delayed it. They delayed it, yeah. They delayed releasing it because the very first level is an, a Russia analog yeah. invading another it's country. Weird. <laughs> so we're like, oh, well, we're going to wait. Timing. <laughs> we're going to wait. Eek. I'm trying to think of some other games. You know, we play, I played the Pokemon games too. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like actually play the games. I collected a lot of the cards, but never learned how to play the. I learned game. how to. I did play the Game Boy games. Did I you? finally learned how to play the card game in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Is it fun? It's. I think it's. 
Mechanically, yes, I think it's fun. Is it better or worse than Pogs? Uh, ooh, this might be a controversial opinion. Mm-hmm. I think it's better. You think it's better than Pogs? I do. Okay. Pogs is fun. I know. We played it. Uh, yeah, Pogs. <laughs> Did I you guys have a Pogs episode? We sure did, and we played Pogs on the podcast. Oh, and it's amazing. Probably sound it sounds awful, <laughs> but the episode is there. Yeah, we, I don't know. That might be a little boring to listen. To. It was. Oh, we I, talked. We were just silently playing the Pogs. There's a lot of cool Pogs. I, there are. Yeah, yeah and I, I, I cut out cut so much. <laughs> OJ Simpson Pog. That was wild. You got your slammers. Mm-hmm. What was that? Like, so what? You stack. God, you already had your pods, Pogs episode. I shouldn't be asking. Well, you stack, no, yeah, you yes. stack the Pogs I'd love to talk about in pods. a tower, and then you have your slammer, and then you hit. You have to throw it like at the top. Yeah, of the, you right. can't just like chuck it like that, which I was doing at first, and I was kicking ass. I got in trouble, and then you just have to go like on the top, and then it just bounces up how many off the top, and then mm-hmm. you can keep those ones that come off, or the ones that like flip upside down. You get to uh, keep, right. I think so. I think yeah. the ones that flip, you keep. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, I was too young for Pogs, but I remember my older brothers being obsessed with them. Yeah, same. My, my older like brother kin- loved Pogs for a while. Yeah, pretty big down in the Bitterroot in like 1992 or four, <laughs> or whenever that was, <laughs> early 90s. <laughs> the Pog craze swept through southwestern Montana, and just a, a, a brief little wisp <laughs> of the craze as it was on its way out. <laughs> I remember it being like a big. Deal. Dang. Like a big deal. It was like it was like Ninja Turtles was a big deal. I remember that. And then it was like Pogs. Wow. Yeah. Like hmm. like my well, they had the, the the tubes and everything. I remember like my parents like taking them into Missoula on the weekend to like get more Pogs. They were obsessed with Pogs. Dang. Crazy. Yeah. Just these dumb little cardboard circles. Mm-hmm. Well, they got fun pictures. <laughs> they do. The pictures are fun. I had a great time looking at all the pictures. Yeah. Wacky. So much 90s stuff all there, some 80s stuff, too. Get some Alf. Mm-hmm. He's back in Pog <laughs> form, of course. That's true. Paul, any, uh, did you ever play a Game Boy? Yeah, actually, my dad had a Game Boy, like the original Game Boy. With uh, Tetris? Did We did have Tetris. We also had Super Mario Land. Was that Super Mario Land for Game I Boy? Believe, yeah. Yeah. Legend Super of Mario the Six Land. Coins or whatever the yep. hell it's called. Yeah. Yeah. That one. And then there was this one game that was like impossible where you were a little purple dinosaur that I could never beat. Flintstones. It, it wasn't a Flintstones <laughs> game. I wish it was. Uh, but that was the only one I had. And then when I was in high school, my younger brother got a DS and I realized you could just play Super Mario World on the DS. <laughs> so I I played that. And then in 2019, I bought a DS myself. And now I still sometimes play Super Mario World on it. Wow. So not really. I didn't really play. <laughs> I basically still just played the same games I would always play. But I remember that my dad's Game Boy like, was like beat to shit by the time. Like I remember finding it again in like 2010. And boy, that thing, like it would turn on, but like just barely (laughs) wow it's amazing how like resilient those old like the brick game the original game boy Mm -hmm. yeah you could like fend off a fucking (laughs) invasion with that Uh oh yeah (laughs) just about to make a bad joke (laughs) maybe a little too soon yeah Um, (laughs) yeah game boy advance was was cool though i i like stopped gaming at the end of the gamecube era like, I think I, like, got into girls mm. and then, like, college. And, ten, and, like, 10 years went by. 
And then I was like, got back into game gaming. Actually, my younger brother went into the military and I kind of got him into gaming. So he went into, he was in Iraq for like six years right after high school. Oh, wow. And when he came, got off and came back to the States, he moved to Missoula and, uh, was like waiting for his shipment to come back. It takes like two months for his stuff to come That's to wild. be shipped oh from wow. Germany or whatever. I'm stupid. So he just bought another PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got like back into gaming as he gave me his PlayStation 4 when he got his oh. stuff back. So he just gave me the one that he bought to hold himself over. And uh, I just got like swept back up and was like, holy shit, there's like 10 years of amazing games. And they're yeah. so cheap. <laughs> and they're all cheap. They always go on sale. Yeah. It's great. Because like I, I had a similar lapse, like, I don't know, mostly like through high school and then like the first couple years of college where I was like, uh, I guess I, I'm going to hang out with friends now. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of missed like six, seven years of video games. And so like I'm slowly catching up on those things yeah. and like... You know, I have now that like emulation is a thing, it's like playing all these other games for consoles I didn't have. Um, I recently bought a Game Boy Advance and modded it. So like it has a backlight in it now and an OLED screen. It's like it's it's usable. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It's 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 fun just like going back and revisiting. Totally. Yeah. Well, I think we've covered a lot of ground here today. Yeah. Uh, That probably does it. We've we've talked for a long time. This is a this is a. This is a big one. Is it? It How is. How long has it been? Yeah, what time is it? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's been about 100 minutes. 6.20. Okay, yeah. It's been a while, but yeah. Um, I've had a great time here. I hope I, have, I hope people enjoyed listening to this episode. I've never said that before. But <laughs> well, I, now that we're the, the world's best podcast. Now that we're the world's best yeah, podcast. I'm so honored to be on the world's best podcast, you guys. <laughs> Thanks for having me in. Yeah, of course. You should be honored. Um, If you have any fun memories about Nintendo games you would like to share with us, you can do so on Instagram and Twitter at NES underscore pod, or you can send us an email to nostalgiasystempodcast at gmail.com. And of course, support for the show can be given on Patreon, patreon.com slash NES underscore pod, and you can buy a shirt, nespod.bigcartel.com. Dave, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Thanks, guys. Is there anything you'd like to plug to 30 people? Um, <laughs> Most of- give a shameless shout out to my own business. Go check out anomalpress.com to see my artwork if you're curious as to what I do. It's mostly really nothing to do with video games, so don't expect that. But it's still good stuff. Yeah. Hand-carved prints. Good for the bathroom. Good, good for that's good, good bathroom for art. It's <laughs> good. good <laughs> Check it out, Anomal Press. Get some, get yourself some nice bathroom art. <laughs> Paul, is there anything to plug this week? Uh, no. Uh, if you would like me to plug something for you, though, you can email me at paulplugsforyou at gmail dot com, and I'll plug whatever you want uh, with almost no restrictions. Uh, that's p a u l p l u g s number four letter u. At gmail.com. <laughs> Previously, I've plugged Big Sandwiches and uh, Brendan's Butt. So, not a lot of plugs for Paul Plugs for you yet, but I'm still holding on. <laughs> and I don't have anything to plug personally. He's plug ready. Yeah. He is. Plug ready, baby. He's ready, number four, letter U. <laughs> um, I don't really have anything to plug. Uh, you can buy stuff on my website, dharmaparty.art. 
uh, that's pretty much it for the show. Thank you to Moonraker Music for composing our theme song, Scanlines. You can find them on the internet at Moonraker or at Moonraker Music. That's Moon, R-A-Y-K-E-R. Paul, it's your favorite question every episode. What are we talking about next week? I don't know. Me neither. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Nostalgia Entertainment System, brought to you by listeners like Joe.